Welcome to Believe in the Entrepreneur, where the mission is to tell the story of the entrepreneur and how they overcame the obstacles in life and in business to get where they are today. All right, today I've got Hector Vargas in the house. Um, Hector, thanks for, for being on my show. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, Joe. Yeah, of course. Um, so Hector is actually a solar consultant. He's been in the solar industry since 2009. Uh, he grew up and was raised here in the city of Bakersfield, graduated from East High School, attended Bakersfield College, where he studied business, business administration, and then he got into sales. Uh, and he's been in sales for over 20 years and started being in the solar industry since 2009. So he has over 13 years of experience. So we want to make sure you hit up the, uh, Hector for any solar needs. But Hector, uh, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell me a little bit about, you know, what made you interested in, in sales? If you want to just take it back since you have over 20 years of experience. Yeah, sure. Um, the reason why I got into sales is kind of, you know, because of my dad. My dad's been in sales his whole life. There were business owners ever since he was, you know, a child. So he got brought into sales and that's something that I wanted to go into, you know, being your own boss, being, you know, an entrepreneur, you know. Um, so that's something I, I was always interested in, high interest in as, as a kid. So as soon as I, you know, came out of, you know, high school, you know, I was like, okay, I need to learn about business. So that's why I went into business administration and then getting into sales type environment jobs. Um, so that I was always driven to the sales environment because I like, you know, helping, you know, people, customers and problem solving. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think sales, I mean, it's, uh, your, your income's unlimited yeah. and at the same time you're solving problems, right? Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what made you transition into, into solar? I mean, you've been in solar for, for 13 years. Yeah. So yeah. What, what made you interested in that industry? You know what? At, at the time, uh, I was doing sales for the bakers of California and here locally. And I was doing, uh, uh, displayed ads for, you know, customers, I mean, just like yourself, uh, restaurants, just business owners. So it was outside sales. And I came across from uh, a buddy of mine who I played rugby with. Um, and he's uh, one of the pioneers here in town. His name is Jeff Pereira, um, who had uh, Sun Solar. Um, and then he, now he has his own company. But he is actually the one who brought me into the industry. We've been friends for years. And he says, hey, there's a new industry that I'm, you know, getting into. It's, it's sales driven. Um, it's going to be the next thing. And trust me, it's, it's going to be an industry that's going to be here for a long period of time, for like 30 to 40 years. So at the time, I wasn't really believing him. But I took the risks. And here I am 13 years later still doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is that solar, I mean, he, he was right. It, it's, it's blown up, especially, I mean, if you go to the gas pump, right? Right. Gas prices are just crazy high. And then, you know, electric vehicles are now kind of starting to become more popular. And obviously, you can start, like for me, for example, I've got a Tesla and I yeah. put solar on my house so I get to charge for free. Right. It's like, man, I don't feel the pain on the gas unless I have to fill up my, my wife's. I haven't convinced her to buy a Tesla yet, but... Right. You're paying cents versus paying dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, tell me a little bit about, you know, if someone is interested in solar, um, you know, when do you know, like, how do you, how do you start your consultations? Tell me a little bit about your process. Yeah. So the process is, is very basic and simple. You know, someone reaches out to us and is like, hey, Hector, I'm, you know, interested in solar. For the past year, my bills have been, you know, increasing. Summer months, I'm paying over three, four, five hundred dollars. Um, everybody's it's case by case cause everybody has a different lifestyle. Um, but we live in the central Valley. It's hot for four or five months out of the year. So, you know, 
it's, everybody has bills over $200. So basically what we do is we get what's called kilowatt hour usage for one year. Based on that, we, you know, get all that data. We put it in our system. We create a system. And then from that point, we know how many panels are going to need um, and how much we're going to offset of their current bill to eliminate that their current utility costs. Gotcha. Now, how, can you explain to me the kilowatts? Because, like, for someone that doesn't understand solar, like, I don't understand kilowatts. And I just know I get a PG&E bill, and I know if I use more electricity, I get a bigger bill. And if I spend, you know, I'll try to, when I, before I had solar, it's like, all right, let me put my AC down. I'll be a little bit hot, but it's going to lower my bill. So how, how do the kilowatts, like, you know, how do you read those? Like, how do you know, you know, if you know, how much you're spending? How does that, like, how does a PG&E bill compare to solar? Like, how do you compare the two? Yeah, so... PG&E meters your kilowatt hour usage um, on hourly, daily, and monthly. So at the end of the you know uh, monthly monthly cycle with PG&E, you'll have uh, an amount that's there. So an average, say in the summer months, someone's always between twelve hundred to fifteen hundred kilowatt hours. So once you get solar, those kilowatt hours dropped to less. You can be anywhere between you know. 40, 50 kilowatt hours that you're actually producing during the day, but it'll eliminate those high kilowatt hour usage. So yes, you're, you're just like every consumer, just like myself. I didn't know what, how to read a PG&E bill, you know, until I got into this industry. Um, everybody just grabs it, pays it. Hey, like I just have to pay it. I just pay. But what I do and, you know, is I educate you how to read your PG&E bill, what you're actually paying, um, you know, the, what they charge you on your tiers versus what you're going to be paying with, um, having solar. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, you know, I, I actually, there's also, I didn't even know this. There's a true up at the end of the year. Like, Correct. so like, for example, here at my office, my, I pay like $10 a month, um, just to, for, to have basically my PG and E account active. And then, uh, at, when I got my true up bill, uh, at, at here at the office, it was like, um, 1800 bucks. And I was like, what the heck? I was super, you know, I didn't really know. So I had like my solar guy at the time, uh, kind of take a look and he's like, Hey, well, you basically spent double the amount of energy compared to when, you know, I sold you the amount of panels that you had. And I was like, Oh, okay. That, that kind of makes sense. So can you explain like the true up and how that works? Yeah. So once you go solar, um, you're no longer a regular customer with PG&E. So you just pay one lump sum at the end of the year, which is a true bill. So everything that you are producing throughout the year, PG&E is tracking that and you'll have one lump sum true bill. So your true bill here can be, you know, eleven, twelve hundred dollars, um, but that's for the whole year. So versus having six, seven, eight hundred dollars for just one month. Um, so a true bill, it's it'll calculate everything that the system is actually generating and putting back into PG&E's grid or SE, whoever you may have. Um, so that calculates your whole true bill cost for the f- full amount of the full year. Gotcha. And what about like in my house, I've, my troop was actually, I didn't get a troop, like it was $0. So I, I feel that I have probably more panels than I need to. Yeah. So whoever designed your system actually did a really good job. So they probably eliminated your bill over 110% of offsetting what you were currently using. So they probably gave you at least 1500 to about 2000 kilowatt hour over. In that case, you can live more comfortably you know, not be so conservative and, and being like, oh, I can't use that much uh, power. But they did offset and design your system um, accordingly to future usage, which is good because you have no true bill in your bills. You're probably in a negative, I, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. So so does that mean like if, if I'm producing more 
because uh, like, I purchased them, basically I paid them cash. Yeah. So if I'm producing more than basically I need to, does PG&E give me a credit or does Cr- what happens? Yeah, PG&E. So whatever you're not using, PG&E will credit you that back at the end of the year when your true up bill is due. So currently what PG&E is doing, they're paying you anywhere between three to four cents back on anything that was overproduced and you put back into their grid. Um, so that goes throughout the, the whole year. So when your true bill is due, that's when you kind of meet them in the middle. They'll see how much power you put back into their grid and they'll pay you back three to four cents, depending on how much kilowatt hours you put back into their grid. In that case, it, if your true bill was higher than what it was, it'll just probably cut it in half. And that's what you owe at that moment. Gotcha. So, so are you, if I understand you correctly, basically it's better to have, uh, over like more panels than under right because i'm coming to you know across um a lot of situations now folks that were installed about three or four years ago that they were undersized with their systems so now their true bills are anywhere between 15 2000 i've even seen three thousand dollars for their true bill so a lot of um, cases that i'm seeing now that i'm coming across is additional second systems to eliminate what they're currently using now and that's having solar Gotcha. And then also there's all obviously tax benefits as well to Correct. to buying solar. And, and one of the things that, you know, is going to be going away is, you know, the tax credit. Currently it's 26%. Yeah, 26%. Of whatever you buy. Next year is going to go down at 22%. And then by 2024, I think it's 0% goes yeah, it's, away. It's, it, it goes away completely. When I originally got into this industry, it was at 30%. It was at 30% for over 10 years. Um, that's why a lot of folks were, you know, buying it cash. When I originally got into this industry, there was no type of financing. There was no lease programs. It was, you know, straight up cash purchase uh, systems. And at, at the time, systems were a lot uh, more expensive. Um, people were spending close to $100,000 on these systems. They didn't, they didn't know what solar really was. All they knew was it was going to save them money. Right. But they were paying fully cash. Now, solar is more affordable than it is. It has ever been. That's why it's, it's gotten more popular and you see it everywhere now, even in commercial buildings and, you know, in structures and everywhere else that you go around just because solar is more affordable. There's better um, purchase options out there. There's more financing for uh, solar. And a lot of people are taking advantage of the tax credit. They're seeing owning a system is, is better than leasing it or having a PPA as well in it. Yeah, so if you want to buy solar, then this is the year to buy it because you're going to basically take advantage of the tax credit. Correct. Where next year it's going to be less. Less. And then by 2024, we don't even know if it's going to even yeah, exist. Yeah, it's, it's up to Congress if they're going to extend that out or not. You know, that's something we have no control on. For sure. And then one of the things that I think is uh, interesting, like you said, like it used to be everyone just bought it cash, but now right. there's financing available. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, I've heard people lease, some people do. I think it's called PSAs. Or, uh, PPA, yeah. Oh, PPA. Which the, what that stands for is called power purchase agreement. It's just another, uh, it's just another easy way of saying it as a lease. Um, so a PPA, what they do is they lock you in at a certain cents per kilowatt, but when, only when you're using those high tiers, then that's when your solar system actually really kicks in. And that's where you're going to get locked in. So a lot of companies out there lock you in anywhere between 12, 13, 14 cents um, per kilowatt that you're going to be producing when you're on a PPA. Um, on a lease, you're on a flat payment for whatever amount that you're agreeing upon that lease, and it stays there for the term of your lease. Um, so on a purchase, the return on investment, depending on the cost of the system, um, is anywhere between seven, eight years 
on the return of your investment. But the good thing about that, you do get the 26% tax credit. Now, on a PPA and a lease, you do not get a 26% tax credit because basically you do not own the system. The companies that are installing the you know, the systems are the owner. So basically what you're doing, you're just renting out your roof to these companies and you're just paying a lowered amount on your electrical costs. So if you want to get the tax credit that you need to purchase, purchase and not lease or do a PPA. Yeah, because now, and there's nothing wrong with PPAs and leases at all. Um, everybody's different case, you know, for some people, those programs, you know, are their best option to do it because not everybody has a tax credit appetite. Right. Um, but if you don't have a tax credit appetite, then that will be your option to go solar still, but you're just not owning the system at this point. Yeah. It makes sense. Cause sometimes you don't have a tax liability. Like your, your main concern is just, I just want to lower my bill. Yes. So when would you recommend, like if someone, like, how do you re- make the recommendation about let's in your case, let's purchase or in your case, let's do a PPA or in your case, let's do at least like, how do you make that recommendation? So I, I, you know, you got to ask questions. Um, you ask them, um, you know, um, are you currently working? Um, it's a, you and your wife that are working. Um, uh, what, what are you guys making a year, you know, combined income? Um, or if it's, you know, Hey, I'm retired, I'm on a fixed income. Um, I have limited in what I need to spend, but I do still have income, which I report into taxes, but I don't think a purchase will be the best option for me. And most customers are pretty upfront and honest with you on that, but that's when we determine, uh, who, you know, how, how we're going to approach it for them to go solar. Gotcha. So the pay, basically the, the, the monthly payment is different for yeah, each option. Yeah, it's a it, different option. But the thing is now with a lot of uh, purchase uh, financing options, you're, we're seeing a lot of payments like under $100 now. Really? With low interest rates, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So even the interest rates are low as well. Yeah, so. we, we have a program within our company. We have an interest rate of uh, 0.99%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's pretty much free basically at that point yeah yeah, yeah. it's lower than a a car interest rate (laughs) now that that could be a great you know tax strategy because what i teach my clients is like how can you a lot of people they'll spend three dollars to save one dollar but i tell them it's better to save one dollar to save three so like what i tell my so in this way if you're gonna get a if you can finance the solar panels for 0.99 percent that means you're pretty much getting it for free and then let's say you buy it in december Right. And let's say it costs you 30 grand. 26% is roughly, you know, seven, eight thousand dollars that you can get as a tax credit. And let's say you finance it at 0.99%. Let's say the monthly payment so you can be up to less than a hundred dollars a month. Well, you can get an eight thousand dollar credit on your taxes and you only paid a hundred dollars a month. Correct. I mean the return on investment is huge. You you the return on your investment is within that same year because so say you do get your system installed this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll report it to the next following tax year, right. tax season. So at that point, they'll come to you. Say I'm, you know, the consumer. I can't. You do my taxes and I'll say, Joe, last year I purchased a solar system. My consultant told me I'm going to get a 26% tax credit. Here's my contract. Here's my agreement. Um, am I going to get you know this you know 26% tax credit? So they come to you. Right. And, and you mean based on their tax, um, you know, liability and where they're at, then you will break it down to them at that moment. For sure. And then how often, because a lot of, you know, I've seen sales consultants where like they try to give tax advice, you know, cause obviously there's a tax credit, but like when should someone, what do you recommend that someone like reach out to their tax advisor? Like, you know, if they're, if they're considering purchasing solar panels. Right. So right away, what I, what I do, if they're going to agree up, upon moving forward with our company and myself, 
Um, I always give them, you know, their agreement, email it to them. And I tell them, Hey, get in contact with your CPA. I am not a tax professional. However, I do break it down enough for them to understand how it works, but not in depth so much where I don't know they actually what they write off, what they report in taxes and everything else. That's the CPA's um, job. And that's what you can do for your customers because realistically that's how I approach it all the time. Yeah, so you def, def, definitely you want to make sure that if you're buying solar panels, uh, you basically talk to your your CPA. Your CPA. Because, you know, I've actually came across, you know, business owners that they think that they're going to get a 26% credit. I'm like, you don't even have a tax liability. Like, yeah. You lost money. Right. And so, yes, you do have a credit, but it's you're not going to see it. Right. And and then the tax credits, you know, you, you're able to get it, you know, it's there for five years. Most customers get it within the first year. Why? They want to pay down that system and deamortize their loan to bring down that payment because it starts off at a certain amount, the payment for the first 18 months. But once you, you know, you get that tax credit, you put that back into your loan. So it deamortizes that loan, brings out the cost and it stays flat with which term that um, you went with to purchase your system. But I always recommend to talk to the CPA right away. If they're 100% moving forward with it, that's the number one thing I always recommend for them. Just like you had that situation. Not everybody has that tax credit appetite. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you mentioned an interesting thing because you, you can basically reinvest your, your tax credit back to the solar company right. to reduce the monthly payment. And there's times where you can just keep it, right? Right. I, and I always, I always tell all my customers, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do. This is your money. But the most, what 90% of my customers do is put it back to the loan. Why? Because you do want to see your return of your investment fast as possible and keep a lower um, payment as you know, the term of the loan, whatever, whichever you approach. Gotcha. And as a, as a, what would you say is like the percentage of people who buy them cash versus finance? Like what, what do you see? Nowadays is about 80 to 85% people are purchasing them. Okay. And they're financing? They're financing it. And these systems 100% finance um, systems. And good thing about our loans that we offer to within our company, these are transferable loans as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So say you're in the house, you bought a system this year, but you're going to move within the next three years. Next homeowner who's interested in your house can apply for that loan and keep the same payment that you were paying and the same savings that you were having. Oh, nice. Yeah. And what if, but they have to qualify for the loan. Correct. Okay. So if they don't qualify for the loan, then what happens? So if they don't qualify for your loan, it's just like, you know, any transaction we have to, you know, the homeowners are going to have to wait until they find a qualified, um, you know, home buyer that's going to qualify for both. But if you're qualifying for a large amount of, you know, 300, which is almost, you know, the you know, most price, homes. most homes nowadays, right? Um, I'm pretty sure they can qualify for, you know, anywhere between a fifteen twenty five thousand dollars system and credit criteria is not as high. You know, it's just like almost like a, a home loan credit criteria just has to be, you know, depending on what bank has just has to be over 640. That's cool. So I didn't, I actually didn't know that. So you can actually transfer your loans because, right. yeah, it's like, for example, I was thinking about buying a solar panels like five, six years ago. And I was like, no, I don't want to because I'm going to end up moving. Yeah. But now, if you can transfer the loan, there's really nothing. Yeah, most loans up. are transferable. A lot of solar companies do offer on transferable loans, which is good, um, and and it makes sense. Um, you know, it, it is the best best thing of it because, or in that case, if they do not want the system, they just have to sell it within the purchase price. You know, as well. Oh, um, nice, nice. And what you know, what cities and you know what what, what areas do you serve? Um, well, I serve all um, currently here, all Kern County. 
and I go as north of uh, Sacramento and south as San Diego, and all which includes Alieri and then the Inland Empire as well. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And so, if someone wants to get a, a hold of you, Hector, what's the best way they can contact you? Um, my direct line is, uh, you know, they can call me. My direct line is six six one five four seven zero four one eight, or by email, which is hvargas at fusionenergy.com. Awesome, awesome, Hector. Um, now is there anything, you know, that you think that my listeners, uh, that we haven't covered that you think would be valuable? Yeah. I mean, if you have considered, you know, going solar within the last two years, um, few months, especially this month, uh, at the beginning of this month, PG&E increased their rates by 9%, which a lot of folks this, you know, year, they're going to, they're going to see that the increase in their PG&E bills. And we live in, you know, California, <laughs> we have a drought it's going to be a hot summer for you know? sure. And I mean, it's already 80 today here. Right. And we're just in, you know, um, at the end of March, right. The beginning of spring. So you can imagine when we're like in June and July, ACs are going to be cranking. Um, so if you can, if you're considering going solar, now is the time and it's more affordable to own it with the 26% tax credit, which is the last year of that. So that's something that you should take advantage and approach it. Free consultation doesn't cost you anything. Um, you know, so if you're really interested, you can get in contact with me. Awesome. Awesome. And definitely reach out to your, your CPA about the tax. Yeah, and, and ask your tax, you know, if you're considering, you think based on your tax, um, you know, how you do your taxes, I would highly suggest reach out to your CPA and see what they suggest. If that's going to be in a, a way to approach of getting solar, if not, there's other options as well. For sure. For sure. And, uh, I think, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast is like, with gas prices going up, people, you know, investing into electric vehicles. And I think by 2030, I think uh, Governor Newsom said we're going to be required to have electric, electric vehicles. vehicles. So it's like might as well have solar panels on your house. So that way you could basically charge for free the way I'm doing. Yeah. It's like everyone's feeling the pain at the gas pump. And, you know, thankfully for me, you know, driving a Tesla, I don't have a gas bill. I don't have an electric bill. I mean, and then I got a 26% tax credit. I mean, if you strategize things correctly, I mean, you could save a whole bunch of money. Yeah, and you got a, a rebate as well by going electric with the state of California. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I, the I San didn't mention that. The San Joaquin that. Valley. That's yeah, right. Air, yeah, they give you that rebate as well. That's awesome. So uh, you gave us your phone number, Hector. Uh, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you inviting me here today. Thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure. And I think, you know, if you, if someone's considering solar, make sure to hit up Hector. He's the uh, the man to, to hit up. And uh, again, thank you for, for being on the show, Hector. Thank you.